0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 633 of our Trek, and it is time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. In the next several weeks, we will focus on how to live with less fear we will explore the trails on our trek of life that will help us to be fearless. This does not imply that we will reach a point where we are completely without fear, for that is not only impossible, but also not wise. There is a time and place for an appropriate level of fear, but most fear that we experience on a daily basis has no grounding and can be eliminated as we grow in wisdom, insight, and understanding. So our objective for these next several Fridays is to experience a fearless Friday on our trek of life. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. We have the blessing of having Kip, who is Harold Guthrie Chamberlain V, one of our grandsons, stay with us for this week and next. Shalimo, his mom, is in the Army Reserves and has two weeks of summer camp that she must attend. And it helped her oldest son, Harry, for a couple weeks to focus on his work and some other household chores. We are glad for this opportunity to reinforce into Kip godly values from Granny and Gramps. It also gets him the occasion to invest some time with his local cousins. We are still awaiting word from the oncology team on when Hazel's next treatment regimen will begin. It is possible that she'll be going to Columbus on the day that this episode is released. We do our best not to worry about her situation, but that is difficult at times. We need to leave the details in God's hands and in the hands of the capable oncology team. And as we break camp and head out on our trail for today, we will be focusing on the topic of worry, and our lesson title for today is Strangled by Worry. So I have a series of questions to ask you. Are you a worrier? What do you worry about? Do you worry that you won't be able to pay your bills? Do you worry about your children when they're out of your sight? Do you feel anxiety in your marriage? Do you worry about your health? Are you anxious about your future because you're facing a new job or move to another city or having a new addition to your family? Maybe for you, worry has just become a habit. Worry is to be uneasy in your mind, to feel anxious about something, to fret. Interestingly, it comes from an old English word that means to strangle. Worry strangles our peace of mind and our enjoyment of life. There is a direct connection between fear and worry. Sometimes they may be even interchangeable. Worry affects us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Dr. Charles Mayo says, Worry affects the circulation, the heart, the glands, the whole nervous system, and profoundly affects your health. God instructs us not to worry, and scripture overwhelms us for a reason for not being anxious. Let's look at an interesting incident in the Old Testament that gives us a powerful defense against worry. In 2 Kings chapter 6, the king of Aram, which is now the nation of Syria, was at war with the northern kingdom of Israel. Every time the king would prepare to attack Israel, they would in turn be prepared to fight him. Here is a story from 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 8 through 15. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel. Do not go near that place, for the king of Aram is planning on mobilizing his forces there." So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again Elisha warned the king, so he would be on alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, "'Which of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans?' "'It is not us, my lord, the king,' one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet of Israel, tells the king every word that you speak, even in the privacy of your bedroom. Go out and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops and seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is at Dothan. So one night the king of Aram sent his great army of many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do? The young man cried to Elijah. So, as we go on with this story, the king of Iran thought he had finally had Elisha and could easily defeat Israel now. As was the case with Elisha's servant, imagine waking up and finding your city surrounded by an enemy army. Elisha's servant was worried sick, he was terrified. But through this frightening experience, he learned a wonderful truth, as we continue to read on in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. And here's the narrative Don't be afraid, Elisha told him for there is more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open the eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Elisha didn't have a worry in the world. God has sent an angelic army to protect his servant. After surveying this breathtaking display of power, he knew what the outcome would be. He was able to show mercy to his enemy soldiers because God rendered them harmless. From this, we learn a key principle, introducing God into the equation changes the odds, no matter how frightening the situation looks. Maybe you're thinking, well, that's the Old Testament. There were all kinds of miracles then. That doesn't apply to this day and age, but that's not true. This incident is an illustration of the New Testament principles described in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3-5. We are humans, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. We knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy the false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Contrary to the saying, what you see is what you get, what we see is not all there is. Intense warfare is constantly being waged in the spirit world. Like Elijah, we have angels protecting us too. This is one of the reasons that we should not worry. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 tells us, Therefore, angels are our only servants, spirits to care for the people who will inherit salvation. God has also given us the armor and the weapons necessary to defeat our powerful enemies. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18 is a wonderful passage depicting our spiritual armor as the armor of a Roman soldier. Every piece of armor that is listed in this passage is defensive except one. The only offensive weapon that we have is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God's word combined with prayer defeats our unseen enemies. Do you see why fear and worry is unnecessary for the believer? God is on our side. He has given us what we need for peace of mind, protecting us from the cancer of worry, or in our case, the worry of cancer. He knows everything that's going on, just as he knew what the Syrian king was plotting in his war room. He can prevent or permit whatever he wants, and sometimes he allows things that will hurt us. Why? because if we trust Him, He will work those things out for our good. God is our Father and we are His responsibility, just as we as earthly parents are responsible for our children. Here is another important principle. Worry happens when we assume responsibility God never intended for us to have. You may be thinking, if I don't worry, how will I feed or clothe my family? Isn't worry a good motivator? Doesn't it help to keep us on track? And the answer to these questions is a resounding NO. Next Friday, we will continue on this topic of overcoming worry on our series of trails as we look how we can fear less and have more victory on a daily basis. I know that you'll find these insights interesting and profitable in living your rich and satisfying life. So join us next Friday. Our next track, though, will be Mindshift Monday, where we will help you to live differently by thinking differently. So I encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Track, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past daily treks or read the associated journal, they are available at wisdom-trek.com. You can also subscribe at iTunes or Google Play so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend. As I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal, and as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally,